Welcome to Dead Academy Podcast, where we talk about all things dead and creepy and paranormal and shockingly disgusting. I'm Fallon. I'm Michelle. Welcome. Uh, welcome. Welcome. Today's episode... Well, (laughs) first of all, let's not even get into today's episode just yet. Okay. Sorry, it's a day late. Today's Monday. It doesn't matter. We always post on Sunday. Oh, sorry about that. I've been sick. I'm still sick since December 18th. Great. And uh, it, it sucks. Like, it hurts right now. I don't have a story. <laughs> like, I'm serious. I feel like I feel like I'm about to die. She has got some serious going on with her, her, her body. I don't know what it is. But that's why we couldn't record yesterday, because she didn't feel well enough to do it. My, it's my lymph nodes. <laughs> Someone get this girl some new lymph nodes. Um, I, mean, I also... You can make an appointment with your doctor. Tried... For the first time, um, a sinus rinse. She tried or, a bullshit neti pot, is what she's no, trying it's to not. say. It's a bullshit neti pot. I paid seventeen dollars for that at CVS. Yeah, neti pots are a little cheaper and they're better. Well, I thought I was going to drown, <laughs> and I didn't do it correctly the first time because I was scared. Look, if you if you've never messed with the neti pot before, breathe out of your mouth, not your nose. If you breathe out of your nose, you're going to drown. <laughs> What's it sound like? i had a friend of mine uh tabitha if you're listening sorry i'm about to tell everybody your business but i had a friend uh who asked for my help one time with the neti pot i told her what to do and i said tabitha make sure you breathe out of your mouth like (sighs) so she starts breathing through her nose drowning and i like pull the neti pot out of her nose and she's like cracking up like oh shit this bitch is drowning <laughs> but it was funny and i'm glad she made it through tapatha sorry yeah. <laughs> don't don't ever do this shit around fallon because don't watch it die i mean i just told michelle i was like let me record you that way if you do drown a little bit we can put it on like youtube and get famous off your nde <laughs> near death experience yeah it <laughs> yeah. did i mean for the record i didn't drown you did pretty well i did pretty well yeah but now you're going to hear that through the whole episode oh, me too. because every once in a while I still feel water like just shoot down or my nose will start running. And for that, I apologize. Actually, I don't apologize. I'm fucking sick and I'll do whatever I can to get over this. <laughs> well, it's just, I mean, the weather's shitty. It's like cold and dreary. Everyone's noses are running. So you're going to hear a lot of it <laughs> yeah, throughout this episode. But yeah, Michelle does not have a story today. It's just me, and I have a story that is fucking crazy, you guys. I'm so excited to tell you guys the story. Michelle has no idea what I'm go- like about to talk about. But it it's almost so unbelievable, like, you don't want to think that it's true. It's one of those things where it's like, no way. No fucking way did this happen. And then you dig further and... I don't even know how I found this case, but I've never heard of it before. I mean, look, I can't wait to hear it. It's, I have no, this is the one time I have no idea. No idea. I haven't told her anything about this, specifically because she hates what I'm about to talk about. So this is, Michelle, I dedicate tonight's episode to you. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm doing the Mac off of uh, It's Always Sunny. I mean, yeah, we need a camera up here where people can see us look like idiots. We should do that. Like, there's another um, podcast I listen to called The Mortuary. They're awesome. Uh, Tanner and... Oh, God. I forget the other guy's name. He has an awesome laugh, though. But, uh, yeah, they do, like, YouTube podcasts where you can actually watch them. I think it'd be pretty fun. Yeah, over here going... <laughs> <laughs> karate moves. We were <laughs> we were practicing karate like twenty minutes ago because <laughs> her husband practicing karate. <laughs> like we get, like like we're getting ready for something. Well, practicing karate. It's nice to know. I guess. What if someone comes up and tries to attack you? I mean. We all know what my go-to is. <gasps> you scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah, well, we were practicing karate. <laughs> in the in kitchen. The kitchen. <laughs> Eating sausage links. Because <laughs> once again, we're ladies. <laughs> oh, I God. Mean, yeah, I just sat there and did a sinus cleanse in your kitchen. Yeah. Shit running out everywhere. Great. <laughs> You ready to do this? Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm ready to go home. Okay. So, you guys, for real, this is... I know I always say this is the most fucked up thing I've ever talked about. This is the most fucked up thing I've talked about up until this very day. Next week's probably going to be worse than this one. But, all right. Are you ready? Yes. All right. So, tonight, we're going to talk about the episode that I'm going to call Playing with Dolls. Your Our favorite. favorite. I know you love dolls. So we're going to talk about a Russian historian who spoke 13 different uh, languages. He was from Nizhny Novgorod. I'm uh, sure that's Soviet exactly how you say it. <laughs> Nizhny Novgorod, <laughs> uh, the Soviet Union, and his name, maybe you've heard of him, Anatoly Moskvin. Have you heard of him? Yeah, duh, who hasn't? Have you really? Fuck no. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm so <laughs> excited. I'm so excited. Okay. This guy... Was born on September 1st. <laughs> I put 1996, but clearly I meant to write 1966. Okay. So, or it could be 46. I don't know. I, I got that wrong. He was born. Wow. He was born. He was long. Yeah, he was born a long time ago. He was, get this. He was arrested in 2011 after the bodies of 26 mummified girls between the ages of 3 and 15 were discovered in his home. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, hold on. The one thing you did tell me about this was that, because I my stipulation was she's like I have a story and I'm not telling you anything about it and you're not going to like it, and I said if it's about animals yeah. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. And not, you said it's not about animals or murder. It's not about murder. Well then, how the fuck? Go ahead. You're yeah. going to answer this, but he has bodies in his house. Twenty six of them. I'm just going to eat my cowtail. <laughs> okay. So. In May of 2012, Moskov was sentenced to court-ordered psychiatric care after the severity of the case and a new diagnosis of paranoid schizophrenia was presented to the court. He has since been held in a psychiatric hospital ever since then. When his parents currently now like visit him, they say he's basically a zombie. He's completely drugged and left to sleep basically all day. He doesn't speak to anyone. He just barely walks around and he just sleeps and sleeps and sleeps. Like they pretty much dope this guy up and put him in a room to just sleep. Okay. Wow. That's so, what I want to do. Right. 
the dream. So the gruesome details of the story have left this guy named Vladimir Stravinskis, which is the head of the investigative community committee of the Russian Federation for his region, has said, quote, this case is exceptional and un- this case is exceptional and unparalleled in modern day forensics. It's like nothing I have ever seen, end quote. So this is the guy where he's the head of the investigative committee of the Russian Federation. The committee. Com- or whatever I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did I say committee? You did. I did? I can't. It's, <laughs> it's fucking committee. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about this guy. He was raised in Nizhny Novgorod, which mm. is the fifth largest city in Russia. Great. He began wandering through local cemeteries when he was a, um, a young schoolboy, which I gotta say... Like, have you ever walked through a cemetery? I used to do it all the time. Right. I mean, that's not too creepy. I mean, or too crazy. Right. Or we're weird. I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would do that. Like, just walk around the cemetery at night with friends to get spooked. Maybe. Well, we did. I don't know if y'all listened, but we did. <laughs> I mean, I, we just did it I not still, that long ago. I'll still do it. <laughs> I know. Like, we did it, like, not that long ago. Um... So, yeah, he would basically just, you know, wander through the cemeteries, whatever. Um, Moskvin attributed his interest in the dead to a childhood incident um, during which he witnessed the funeral procession of an 11-year-old girl. So, he was young. Mm-hmm. This 11-year-old girl died. Don't know how. Don't even know who she was. He was at this funeral, and while he was there, a group of adults actually took his head and forced Moskvin to kiss the little girl's face. While she lay in her coffin, he has been quoted saying, quote, an adult pushed my face down into the waxy forehead of the girl in the embroidered cape, and there was nothing I could do but kiss her as was ordered, end quote. Uh, this actually, hold on, this happened many times with the girl's face, the same dead 11-year-old, until he became comfortable with it and actually didn't feel weird about it like he was kissing the whole thing's weird like how do you walk up to a stranger's funeral and and he must have known her or someone that he knew knew her and took him because i'll tell you what if i'm at a funeral and someone come and pull that shit i'm whooping their ass right well see i don't have a problem with that like i if you knew if you're there right funeral, fine but if like some somebody just walks up out of nowhere and no well and to make a to make a little boy do that you know, like, and keep doing it until he was comfortable with it. But in his eyes, at first he was scared and, like, what the hell's going on? And when they were forcing him to keep doing it, he became, it became a sense of a feeling of, like, comfort for her, for the girl. Like, he was comforting her. Yeah. You know, this none of this is ever sexual. Like, I gotta say that right from the get-go. He never killed anybody and he never, like, did any, he died a virgin. Like, he never did anything sexual with anyone or anything ever. Uh, he was actually against it. Um, so, he was known as a brilliant student. He went to Moscow State University. Uh, he succeeded in all areas of schooling, but he was really interested in cemeteries, burial rituals, death, the occult, and teachings of the fucking creepo Aleister Crowley. You heard of him? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's so gross. We'll get to him another time. <clears throat> he also had a personal library of over 60,000 books and documents. Others from his class in college described him as both a genius and very eccentric. He's 53 years old now, but committed these crimes throughout his entire life, but he was caught at the age of 45. 
But it's good to remember that when he got busted, he was 45 years old. Okay? Okay. Throughout his life, Moscow lived a very secluded life. He never dated anyone. He never married anybody. He actually preferred to live very quietly and isolated, although he did live with his parents. But his parents would, like, they would go on vacations often, and they weren't really home all the time. So... Moscow was also also very straight edge, like I was saying before. He was against drinking and smoking, and shockingly, he was he died a virgin. Completely against any of that shit. Okay. Moskvin was successful in his career, though. He was actually a professor and often contributed to local newspapers and publications. He wrote several books and translated multiple documents since he was a linguist of 13 languages. So, in 2005, a fellow student named Oleg Rayabov <laughs> commissioned Moskvin... Butchering everything. Oh, I can't help it. To list the names... Okay, okay, this is, this is weird. In 2005, one of his fellow students, Oleg Rayabov, gave Moskvin an uh, assignment, basically. He had to go to all of the cemeteries and list the names of all, the, all of the dead people throughout 700 cemeteries. That's so, a lot. That's a lot. And he had to do this <laughs> on foot. So this took him two years to complete from 2005 to 2007. And he walked on an average of 18 miles a day, gathering names and information of every single deceased person in these cemeteries. So he would just walk and be like, okay, David Smith died this age, whatever, you know, blah, blah. He did that yeah. at 700 fucking cemeteries. So that's, I would... Nope. And that's all he did for two years, too. So he survived for two years on this assignment by drinking water from puddles. Like, if it would rain or something, he would drink the rainwater from the puddle. He would spend nights in abandoned farms. He would lay in the haystacks. Or, if there was a funeral being prepped for the next day, he would find the coffin that they were going to be used and sleep in that because it was it was sheltered. Just pull the lid down in their shelter. So he would sleep in coffins as well. What the hell? I I don't... Wasn't the body in the coffin? Not yet. I know, but... I don't know. I I don't know how they do things in Russia. We don't do that here. Like, if you die here, you go to the funeral home, they prep your body, and then before family... And you're in the coffin. Right. But, I don't know, maybe over there they dig the hole and get the coffin ready. I don't know. Russia, how do you guys do funerals? And then they just put the body... Okay. I don't know. But the body was not in there. So, um, how was he caught? That's a good question, Michelle. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Police and uh, uh, people in the neighborhood or the area started noticing graves that had been desecrated around the entire nation. And word got out about this crazy guy in the cemetery, which, you know, is super creepy. <laughs> so, police actually showed up at his house and discovered the mummified, dressed up, posed and make like these had makeup on them bodies of 26 girls again ages 3 to 15 what are you doing <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry about that you know i i told you i did this sinus <laughs> cleanse or this rinse and i'm just sitting here listening to this great story and just water comes shooting out my she nose she's pacing the room like <laughs> as her nose was flooding with water so <laughs> well, that's that's what happened there's no kleenexes in here yeah, sorry, I didn't plan on this happening. That's how ladylike I am. That I'm just sitting here and just shit's coming out of my nose. You have toilet paper. I have toilet paper now, so I'm ready for the rest of the story. <laughs> okay. But there for a minute. All right. So, go ahead. 
police find, again, 26 mummified bodies of girls between the ages of 3 and 15. They were dressed, they were posed, and they had makeup on them. These bodies were throughout his entire, which is what they call a flat or like apartment, and his garage. Uh, Remind me to tell you about his garage in a little bit because I forgot to write that down. Video police, and you can see this, actually show the bodies seated on shelves and sofas and small rooms filled with books, paper, and general clutter. Like they were just all throughout his house. Yeah. Okay. He was suspected of desecrating as many as 150 graves in a 10-year period as police found metal nameplates that were taken from the graves of the dead. Look, if I had 26 bodies in my house, it's going to look like a fucking hopping party because right. it's not like I live in a big ass house. <laughs> yeah. There's 26 people I mean, in there. You got uh, that's that's a party <laughs> that's like, every night. That's like a darker version of Home Alone when he's trying to <laughs> <laughs> make it look like there's a big Walking ass party. <laughs> the Christmas tree, yeah. Um, so one thing I did not write down later on, but so if there were 150 possible graves that were dug up, but they only found 26 bodies. What happened to the other bodies? He fucking sold them as dolls. And people bought them as dolls. Okay? A body. Am I supposed to be shocked by this? Like, the way you look, I should be shocked, and I'm not. What if you went to buy a doll, and it was, like, handmade, lifelike doll? You were- I'm definitely leaving a one-star review. And- oh, for the dolls? Yeah, I'm gonna leave a review, like, hey- don't buy from this guy because I thought it was a doll. <laughs> I've got well, John Smith Either that's been were, missing from well, his grave. He, he only took little girls. Okay. Well, little, yeah. What? But if <laughs> you can clearly tell it's not a doll, you wait till I show you pictures. You just fucking wait. I saved like a whole bunch of them. But so also, aside from the metal name plates and stuff found from the graves, police also found an instruction manual written by Mopskin on how to make dolls, including his... Oh, and also including his favorite cemeteries and a large collection of pictures and videos of Mofskin, um, depicting great... Or depicting... I don't know what I wrote there. Jesus. He was... He recorded the, him opening up the graves and uh, the bodies lying in their coffins after he dug his way to them. So he would dig with his hands, or in the shovel, I guess, all the way down to the casket... And then cut a hole open in the casket and pull the body out that way. Okay. Alright. Um, so, upon arrest, Mobskin was actually super cooperative with police and said that he made... Cooperative. <laughs> what did I say wrong now? Cooperative. <laughs> I can't. He cooperated <laughs> with not, police and he made the dolls over a ten year period. So his parents, who he lived with, they were away a lot, blah, 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 blah. But they would come home and see these 26 dolls, and they said they just assumed that he was a very <laughs> intricate doll maker. <laughs> they didn't think a thing of it. The smell that came from his house, everyone just blamed it on shitty plumbing in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, why is this so funny to me? It's, it is, it's, look, like, when I first, re- like, writing this down, I laughed a few times. But it, like, wait till I tell you, like, the bad stuff. Like, it, it gets well, really bad. It sounds funny to me because how fucking stupid can you be to <laughs> not know that these are people? Well, no, no, no. It's not like he was making, you know, like, the Rusty Cauldron, hey, out of it. He did this for himself, but it was assumed that he sold 
some dolls. His parents seen these bodies, correct? Yes. And they thought that they oh, were dolls. They clearly do not look like dolls. Well, I'm saying, how stupid can you be? Pretty fucking stupid. I, I, you come home and there's bodies. Well, yeah, like you, you go away for let's say a oh, cruise fuck. for a week. You come back and there's six creepy look fucked up dolls. Well, you wait till I tell you what they look like. Okay. <laughs> so get this: the charge for a crime like this is only punishable by law for five years. So you can do this. Well, yeah, because it's not like everyone's going out and doing this. So it's like, you How got you one. Punish them? I give them five years. Like, oh, what the fuck? I mean, it's, <laughs> he didn't kill any of them. He didn't rape any of them. Like, there's that. But there's so much more to the story, guys. I haven't even begun to, like, touch on it. So... He has since been cle cleared of any criminal liability as per his paranoid schizophrenia condition. So, through the court, they basically cleared him as any wrongdoing at all. He didn't do any of that in a criminalistic, you know, negative way. Whatever. Right? He had been in a hospital for more than five years and will probably remain there until his death. Every year, the hospital requests approval for further extensive treatment of Mofskin, and every year, it gets approved. Otherwise, he would have been let out already. He remains hospitalized to this day. I mean, you got mocked up because he went to play with dolls. Oh, man. You just... <laughs> okay. So, the motive. Why on earth would he do something like this? That's a shitty accent. Yeah, well... You know, <laughs> We're shitty... talking about Russia, and you're doing I can't British. do Russian. <laughs> Try it. I, I don't even know. Like, I don't know. I don't even know how to do that at all. Doesn't matter. I don't either. Okay. <laughs> so why did this guy do this? In an interview with police, Mofskin actually said that he felt a great sympathy for the dead children and thought he could bring them back to life with either science or black magic. So, I wrote... He must have got those Rusty Cauldron products. <laughs> hey! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You looking to bring somebody back? Well, I mean, we got black candles. We got candles. corpse cream. Yeah, we got corp corpse cream. We just made some of that. We got some black candles. <laughs> what else? Soap. We got everything bomb. you need to bring them back. <laughs> Whatever you need. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle even pray over it for you. <laughs> She's a light, or not licensed. Credited. I'm ordained, bitch. Ordained reverend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, he thought he was going to be able to bring him back to life. So... Mofskin actually researched the practices of ancient druids and how they would sleep on top of fresh graves in order to communicate with spirits of the dead. So what Mofskin did is he began <clears throat> searching for obituaries in the paper and to find an obituary that spoke to him. He would then go sleep on top of the grave of the recently deceased child in hopes of the child's spirit speaking to him to be brought back to life. And it is noted that he had been doing this for 20 years and insisted he never once dug up a grave unless the child spirit gave him permission to. And as he got older, it became physical. This is what made me laugh. Okay. As, as he got older, again, we're talking late 30s, early 40s. That's older. That's our, our age. I mean, I'm 35. <laughs> so it became physically hard and painful for him to sleep on top of the graves so that motherfucker just began taking the bodies home where it was more comfortable to sleep near them. <laughs> Got them back problems, dog. <laughs> <laughs> he hoped that the spirits would feel more comfortable speaking to him in a welcoming and safe home and that they, the bodies, would be easier to hear when they weren't underground. 
I mean, that makes sense. Right? None of... No. <laughs> okay. So, this is where I wrote, warning. Hold on. This is where I'd be pissed. Like, he's... Jacob. He's so gross, Jacob. He's digging up bodies of children. Mm-hmm. Just imagine being that parent. I'm getting there. Like, I'm fucking your child there. is dug up. Dude, you don't even know. And like, taken to someone's house and turned to a doll. You don't even know. It gets so heartbreaking. So this one, <laughs> hold on to your butts, is what I put on here. So after the corpses were exhumed, Mofskin researched the process of, mum- of mummification. Uh, how to dry a corpse in just three easy steps. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, So he dried the corpses using a mixture of salt and baking soda and stored them in dry and in dry places in and around cemeteries. So the driest place he could find, he would put them there until they were dry. Once they were dry, he would carry them to his home where he began to turn them into dolls to give them a more lifelike appearance. He would put buttons in place of the eyes, like Coraline, just like Coraline. That movie was creepy because they would wa- he would watch cartoons with them, and if they had eyes, then they could see better and watch the cartoons. Like Coraline, like Coraline. Uh, wow. So once they were dry, yeah, he'd carry them to his home where he began to turn them into dolls. He wanted to construct a way for them to have functional bodies if he became successful in bringing them back to life. Because their physical remains had begun to decay and rot, making them appear ugly, he wanted to make those corpses feel comfortable, happy, and pretty. So, what he did was he was unable to prevent the bodies from withering and shrinking away, so what he would do is he would wrap the limbs in strips of clothing and stuff the body with rags and padding to provide fullness. Oh, I know, Jacob. Isn't that gross? He just sneezed on me. Yeah. He would then add handmade wax masks painted with nail polish for makeup, dress them in brightly colored children's clothes and brightly colored wigs. This made the children to appear as dolls, which prevented them from being discovered. Each doll more than likely contained the full body remains of each, of each child. Um, are you letting Jacob out? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mobskin always wanted to have children, but he never did. He really wanted to have a little baby girl. Uh, he tried to adopt one, um, a young girl one time from a local um, adoption agency, but he was rejected due to having low income and not being married. So, again, his dream was to have just a little girl. He wanted to be a, a daddy. Mofskin denied any sexual interaction or attraction to the dolls, believing they were, in fact, his children. So, this is crazy. Each corpse had her own identity and personality whom which he spoke and interacted with. And the corpses that he favored less and that upset him were the ones that he put in the garage. So the other ones that he liked, the dolls, he would keep them in his apartment and in his room. But the ones he disliked stayed out in the garage. Dude's fucked up. Right? Uh, <clears throat> let's see. He would sing songs to them. He would watch cartoons with them. And even held birthday parties for them because he would know their birth date and death you know, based on their gravesite. The other corpses were attendees and guests to the doll's birthday party. And he celebrated holidays with them. So, like, Merry Christmas, little so-and-so. You know, you're getting whatever for Christmas. Let's all open presents together. Like, that's what he would do. So, this is even crazier. He sometimes added music boxes to their rib cages. So, when he would move them, they would twinkle and That's creepy. play music so he would actually get like an interaction from them. That's really and creepy. Once the police were in his apartment and they found 
the dolls, when they went to pick up a few of them, the music went off and scared the shit out of those cops. Okay, like, can you imagine? Can you uh-uh. fucking imagine? Uh-uh. Like, a doll, but it's not a doll. It's a corpse with a wax, wax mask and a toy, like a trinkle box. And it's, it's just, it's... Uh, That's like, like the creepiest part that you've said. Because that music's scary. Oh, I know. Listen to it. Yeah. Sure. He told the parents <laughs> of the children that, quote, you abandoned your girls in the cold and I brought them home and warmed them up. End quote. Okay. I wrote, trigger warning, I'm about to fuck your day right to hell. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. So one little girl, and I'll show you her picture. She's the girl that's in the pink coat, guys. So if you do look up these pictures, just look up Anatoly Moskov dolls. And the girl in the pink coat, the 101 Dalmatians coat, that's who I'm talking about right now. Her name was Olga Chardimova. Chardimova? I'm just going to call her Olga. She was just 10 years old when she was brutally murdered for the first time. Or, sorry, she was brutally murdered during the first time she was ever allowed to walk from her parents' house to her grandparents' house, which was one block away after her parents went to work. So her parents were like... You can't do that, you know, it's not right. safe. And she, her exact words to her, I wrote them down, were, I'm already, I'm 10 already, I can go by myself. So her parents let her go. And it wasn't even a block later. Ugh. And <clears throat> Olga's mom, uh, her name was Natalia, says that Olga was excited to walk home, or sorry, to walk alone for the first time. And she said, you know, I'm 10 already and I can go by myself. Olga was then left with her, she then left with her favorite green bag and her blue umbrella. She was never seen alive again. What happened was, on her walk to her grandparents' house, a drug addict was waiting in the lobby of their apartment area and had forced her up to the third floor of that apartment building and robbed her of her earrings. When she tried to escape, the addict cracked her over the head with a metal bar. What the fuck? Yeah, people searched for her nonstop for... Five months. And get this. Five months later, her green bag, blue umbrella, and little body were found wedged behind pipes in the attic of her apartment building. So she was just she was on the top floor the whole time. This guy just stuffed her back in there. Well, so her parents are dealing her. with that. They're dealing with, like, her or their daughter being murdered. Yeah. So Natalia, she has a husband, I think his name's Igor. They, they're dealing with that. So, on October 2nd of 2002, Olga was buried. Okay? Okay. October 5th, Natalia says, I could never imagine almost... Oh, hold on, shit. I definitely (laughs) skipped a bunch of stuff. (laughs) Uh, Fuck, I skipped it. I mean, you're a terrible note taker. I know. Um, Okay, on May 7th, 2003... Yeah, I, I wrote it wrong. On May 7th, 2003, which was seven months after she was buried... Natalia and her husband, Igor, began to paint a metal-framed fence around her grave just to make it pretty. Right. And the next day, they came back to finish it and felt that someone had been there. A wreath had been moved and a note was signed, or a note that was left was signed with two letters, which is D-A, when it was left on the grave. What's D-A? They still had no idea their child's remains were missing. D-A stood for Dobry Angel or Kind Angel, which is how Mavskin thought of himself. Uh, hold on one second, because I gotta go back to here. How is it? Hold on. Hmm. How is it that when you are taking these notes, people can't see this, <clears throat> but I can see it right now. You're reading right here. Yep. But and I'm now you're going over here. here. How did you get all this shit? I don't know. 
And the, what the fuck are I you I might doing? have gotten up to pee or something and came back and just... And said, I'm going to start a new piece of paper. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. But, okay, so on, I'm bouncing back and forth. You, you guys just got to put this story together yourself because I kind of <laughs> fucked it up. So, on October 5th, 2012, which is like almost 10 years to the day, Natalia says, I could, or quote, I could never imagine that almost exactly 10 years later, Lee would open her casket with police only to find her remains had vanished. Her coffin was empty. That's it. <sighs> and can you fucking imagine? Like, her coffin was empty with a hole at what the top. What made him open the coffin? Hold on. Her coffin was empty with the hole at the top from where her remains were, re- where her remains were removed. Natalia continued to say, you can't begin to imagine it, that somebody would touch the grave of your child, the most holy place in this world for you. We had been visiting the grave of our daughter, Olga, for nine years now. We never had any idea it was empty. Instead, she was in this sicko's apartment. Well, what made them so open? They, I'll get to that, okay? Okay. Uh, so later on, more notes started to show up on the grave calling Olga a little, quote, sorry, shit, calling Olga, quote, Olga, calling her a little (laughs) lady. The notes would be both a celebration of holidays, congratulations, and encouragement on school grades and on the first day of school, which was September 1st and his birthday, and the last day in May, which was her last school day. Mm. Uh, So he would go to her grave and be like, yeah, you got an A on the spelling test. Congratulations. Here's a balloon. You know, you know, back to school, sixth grade, like, he would do that shit. Yeah, that's... Yeah, so for example, one of the notes said, Little lady, happy last month of your sixth year at school. Like, just happy last month of your sixth year at school. Just, he wrote that to her. It's weird. So the parents would read each letter and never understanding, like, what was really going on. They still thought, you know, this is weird, but, like, our daughter's down below. This is weird. Why does this person keep coming to her grave? What the hell's going on? Mm -hmm. Later on, they started discovering that soft toys, which were actually stolen from other graves, would be placed on Olga's grave. And every January 1st, a new grave decoration would be added by Mavskin. Which left me to wonder... Like, if you're noticing that there's someone coming to your daughter's grave... I'm going to stake out. Uh, stake out? I'm putting up fucking cameras. Like, one of those trap nets. I'm like, getting coffee and donuts. And a joint. And we're going to be out there... <laughs> fu- come, just come on. Yep. Like, fucking bring it. <laughs> I yeah. triple-double dog dare you, motherfucker. <laughs> that, that would be it. Like, the story... story and a weapon. Being, well, yeah. Cane sword. Cane sword or, you know... Cane sword. That's badass. I just bought one. Yeah. Yeah, she did. (laughs) We gave it to Justin. Um, All right, so this toys, blah, blah, blah. In one of the other notes, Mofskin actually threatened the parents by saying that he will dig her up, that he will dig Olga up if they don't erect a large monument for her, which she deserves. So, Elga, or, sorry, Igor and Natalia... Erected a headstone in June of 2003, and Moskin pinned messages on the tombstone before hacking it all over with an axe. <laughs> it wasn't big enough. Like, he wanted this girl to have, like, you know, 30-foot statue, just, you know, big monument, and they couldn't afford that. So, Natalia, this is kind of badass, Natalia reported this to the police, you know, the note saying he was going to dig her up and right. stuff, but nothing was done. However, the police did say to both parents... Quote, 
if you find him, do what you need to do to this barbarian. Uh-huh. We won't object. In oh, quotes. it's on. Snake out for sure. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, we are we need some of those police over here. D- no shit. Do two what, cane swords. Yeah, two, four cane swords. I'm fucking your day up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you find him, do what you need to do to this barbarian. We won't object. Hell yeah, private I wish justice. someone would say, I wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want someone to well, say yeah, that to me. Is, I just went back to uh, Silver Bullet. Private justice. <laughs> Why don't you go over there to something, whatever, Sheriff Haller, and dig up what's left of my son, Brady, <laughs> and explain to him about private justice. Would you want to do that? <laughs> That's our side That's business. It, yeah. Operation Private Justice. Yeah. If you ever need us to find anyone. Anyone. I got you. I got you too. Like, <laughs> I or, found a troll by a picture of a dog. That's right. Found you, you motherfucker. My throat hurts. I hope I'm like Take a sick. drink. Yeah, hold on. Let me take a drink. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Didn't help. All right. <clears throat> so cops are total badasses, total supportive. Love that. So Natalia actually had to move from the flat, which Igor actually stayed in. He felt like he could not leave Olga's room while the mom, Natalia, felt like she couldn't stay there. It was too hard for her. Right. And she doesn't even know that her daughter's remains are not there. Just the notes and stuff and her daughter being gone. That was too hard for her. She doesn't even know about the doll yet. Wow. Can you imagine? Okay. So, yeah, the mom couldn't stay there. So, sadly, they actually separated, which usually happens when a child is murdered within, like, a marriage. A lot of times marriage doesn't last. Yeah, a lot of blame and guilt. And, yeah, yep. they just, they can't, well, clearly, like, they couldn't get on the same, Yeah, you know, he couldn't leave, she couldn't stay. Well, everyone grieves different. Everyone grieves differently, yeah. So, 14 months later, however, they got back together and ended up having a son who they named Alexi. So, police found out that Olga's grave had been disturbed in May of 2003, which was actually the fucking day that Natalia suspected it. The day that she was like, Our, this wreath's been moved and there's a note here, like, something's oh, wow. up. He had taken her body that night, which was nine years ago. Okay? Yeah. So, the parents were asked to ID the daughter, which Natalia could not do, but she was able to see pictures of the other 25 dolls. So, Igor was the one that had to go in and look at this doll as they stripped the face away and and say, this is my daughter. Yeah. So, Olga today, she would be 22 years old. Her parents actually reburied her in an unmarked grave somewhere. The parents of all 26 children had to endure not only the pain of losing a child, but someone stealing their corpse and playing with them for years as if they were alive and were were moths. So all the bodies have been... They've all been put back. All the families ID'd. They all have been claimed and they've all been either reburied in their spot or reburied somewhere else. Well, that's good that they... Yeah, but, like, I'm sitting here thinking... Um, these are kids from three years old to 15, so you already have to deal, like, I had a miscarriage, and that still fucked me up, you know? And I was early. But yeah, I mean... Can you imagine, like, losing a child that you've let, lived with This is why I'm thinking they keep them locked up. Like, if they... The rage of these parents. Oh, no. No. What do you mean, no? I'll get to that in a second. So... I mean, yes, like, they did have to endure that, and it's, that's terrible. Like, you lost your kid, your your daughter, you bury your daughter, 
years go by, you visit the daughter's grave, you find out nine years later, she's not there. Yeah. No, and someone's been playing with her. Like, it's it's sickening. It's yeah. sickening. Yeah, absolutely. So Natalia later said that, um, quote, I had Olga for ten years, and this beast had her for nine years in his bedroom. It's sickening. So, although 26 bodies of the girls were found, none were ever sexually molested, and he never killed any of them or anyone. Doesn't matter. Right. So, as if things weren't bad enough for Natalia and Igor, every time they look out their kitchen window, guess what they see? The hospital they's at? The bright yellow colored psychiatric hospital where Mofskin is currently incarcerated. Oh, man. It's right in front of their kitchen window. I They're do. constantly reminded of that. I'd have to move. The chances of Mofskin ever getting let out are highly unlikely. Uh, there's no way that the, the hospital will ever sign off on him. He's a complete zombie. There's nothing left of him. Um, and some dolls, like I said before, may have been sold. And what's crazy is when he was found to have all these corpses in his house, um, some of the parents actually, or no, sorry, yeah, so yeah, some of the parents went to like sue him. Yeah. And they were awarded, I think it was like a million dollars each or something. And he was willing to pay that and like, or pay or like make up for his, I don't know, I guess money or whatever. Like he was all for it. He was like, yeah, you know, sorry, this hurts you. I don't, I don't want to be the one to hurt you, but I, I, I didn't do this out of a place of, you know, hate or lust or, you know, morbid whatever. Like, he did it because he genuinely cared about these girls. Yeah. And their bodies. Well, in one case, they didn't give me the name of the, the girl or the family. <clears throat> the family was offered a large sum of money and, you know, uh, I can't think of the word. To basically say, sorry, here's, here's a whole bunch of money. Yeah. To... I, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the word. Fuck. Severance? No, not severance. Doesn't matter. I, yeah. They were offered money. The, Where's his parents? They live with them. They would just be on vacations and shit. But I mean, like, where, after the body, after they found out that they're bodies, like, do you know anything about the parents? Or are they, yeah. are they cool with this shit? Well, like, hold on. Let, let me finish the other thing. One okay. of the parents did not want any of... The, actually, sorry. A few of the parents didn't want any money from this guy saying that <clears throat> even though it's heartbreaking, like, what happened, mm -hmm. he actually treated their daughter better in her death than she was treated in life. So either that's a guilty parent or they're looking at this as though, like, this is terrible and awful, but on the plus side, he read her stories he, you know, celebrated her birthday, he groomed her, he cleaned her, he fixed her hair, they watched cartoons, like, they had tea parties, like, he devoted all of his time to these dolls. And I'm not saying that's great. I'm just saying, it, yeah, it's, it's a not. lot less fucked up than, you know, he raped these corpses, or, you know, whatever. Like, he, he genuinely <sighs> just wanted a big happy family, and nobody would have anything to do with them sexually. So he would just dig up bodies and I bring mean, them home. They have like mail order brides and stuff. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and this was <laughs> just... like ten years ago, like almost twenty years ago. Like it's not that long ago, you know. But right. oh, to answer your question about the family, um, the parents, yes, they lived with him. When they would come home and see dolls, they just thought that he was a doll maker, and they were okay with it. And 
But I mean, like, after they found out that they're not dolls. Yeah, I mean, he was immediately taken away. And the corpses were taken away. And they just lived in their house. And as uh -uh. far as I know, they still live there. I don't uh -uh. have the address, but if someone in uh, Russia knows about it, go check it out. But um, the house is completely, like, just cluttered and gross. And, oh my god. Okay, so are you ready to see... Yeah, I... Olga. So that's Olga before she died. Okay. That was her when she was three. I, I'm... Yeah, I have to see one of these pictures. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, dude. <gasps> Hold on. Is start. that him? Hold on, let me start from the other. Well, I mean, you guys... Okay, yeah, look. There's one of them that's in the closet. <gasps> so what you guys can't see, but you can totally <laughs> Google image the shit out of this. We'll, we'll post them. Yeah. Oh, he also desecrated the graves of some Muslims. He had it was like a hate thing, um, like a a hate crime. Move that phone. I can't have but it they, looking at me. Uh, they actually dropped that charge. But some of these corpses are of little young Muslim girls, and this is one of them. Oh my god! I can't look. A, okay. Well, since you can't look at that one, uh, this is another one that was just laying on its side. That's the face that he wrapped in like paper mache, and. There's one up on a shelf. Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't. Look, I have There's this, like... There's one on the floor, propped up. Hold on. I won't... Okay, so this is him. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. He looks like your average, like, college professor. Look, guys, we'll post these pictures, so you can this be a part of This one's kind of blurry, it. but he puts stockings on her hands no, to put I them can't. together. You have to, because... No, um, I can't. Like, look, I... This is what... Oh, shit! <laughs> I mean, he. No, it's crazy. scary. It. I hate. That's her with her cat. Look, I hate. Dolls terrify the shit out of me. Like, like, look how beautiful she, she was. She is. Yeah. She's so beautiful. And then but, uh, he. This is not her. I don't know who that is, but that was on her couch. Uh, on his couch. Like the fact that I mean, they really do kind of look like dolls. They kind of look like dolls, but they're also like some of them are big and some of them are small. Oh and they're just kind of slumped down. Uh, anyways, yeah. that's yeah, but uh, Olga was his favorite. Uh, and that would look. There's buttons and nail polish for makeup, so it, was, it would stay more permanently. And then there's a little Indian girl. Yeah, another one. And then this is the mummified body that he it's hadn't insane. fully gotten to yet. It's insane. And she looks like this little. Girl is wearing like Mighty Mouse or something. I don't know. He was in the mummification process. But yeah, I'll post some pictures. But uh, guys, it is fucked up. Fucked yeah, up. yeah, it is. I, I mean, all the, that's it. By the way, the end. Good job. What do you think about that? You know, after seeing the pictures, I feel like I have stumbled across this before. Just the pictures. No story. Mm -hmm. Just seeing the pictures. But I don't want to... This is going to sound really bad. Fuck it. I'm going to say it, though. But they are scary looking. Oh, they're horrifying. But uh, I don't want to... I feel bad for saying it because that's a dead child underneath there. But no, it's like... I, I get what you're, what you're saying. Like, I... They're scary. Like, even if that was stuffed with cotton <laughs> and just the faces on them are terrifying. Like, I don't but, like dolls either. I don't like, either. And I'm this not is, afraid of them or anything like that. Oh, I that, am. But they, they don't bother me. I just... I remember... I can't. This is going back... I'm 36. This is going back from the age of five. 
But my parents, you know, back in the 80s, they let you watch whatever you... My parents only watch all kinds of shit. Yeah. All horror movies. And I watched Puppet Master. Mm. And I was terrified of it. But I had this doll that was like life-size. It was the size of me. And I had a nightmare that she came to... She was alive and she came and got me. And I, in my dream, I'm see my mom and dad and I can't move. I can see them, but I can't move to them. Were you a doll? And I was screaming, but no sound was coming out. Oh, my God. So they couldn't see me or hear me or anything. Oh my and God. the fucking doll got me. So I woke up from that nightmare screaming bloody murder. And then the next day, I threw away every fucking doll. And my <laughs> like, did not play with them ever again. That's it. And, like, to this day, no. We need a P.O. box so we can have everyone send you their, like, creepy dolls. Do it, because I'll find you. Her birthday's May 10th, Michelle. Ah. <laughs> what? Don't, don't, don't give them all my information. You, I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying if we get a P.O. box. Look, I like, like you guys, but you don't need to know everything about me. I mean, for a, for $5, I'll tell you everything about her. <laughs> for $10, I'll take you in her backyard. <laughs> uh, Please do. But no, no, no. I, I think the same thing. Like, I think on one hand, I'm like... That's heartbreaking that he had to go that far just to take care of something. But then on the other hand, I'm like, you know, if something were to ever happen to my girls, for one, it would, it would, I would kill myself. Like, there's no way that I could handle that loss. You know what I mean? Right. But, and I'm not saying anything about suicide or whatever. It's just, I I would probably feel like I would have to kill myself. I just couldn't handle it. So, to deal with that alone. But, I kind of agree with the guy that didn't want the money. Like, I would take the, I would take that million dollars. Absolutely. But I would at least also take into consideration, like, the his mental state. That this wasn't anything sexual. This wasn't any kind of, like, you know, relationship. Sexual pedophilia relationship. He just wanted a family. And the, the dad was right. Like, he did take really good yeah. care of these doll doesn't matter late girls it, right it doesn't matter so I, I i go back to like yeah that's it's fucked up it is so fucked up yeah and then and then like did he sell some dolls is there someone out there right now that has one of these dolls that they think and the, oh and the neighbors would always complain about the smell coming from their house but apparently plumbing in russia is a little on the you know they're not known for their plumbing, sure. I guess. I so know. it's not uncommon to smell awful smells throughout Russia. So they just were like, yeah, it's the fucking plumbing. When it's, it's and, and, it's, and this was a small apartment too. So you figure 26. Like I'm saying, it looks like a people fucking party in there. I have a decent sized house. Do you? you have, well, no, I'm how saying, many windows do you have? How many windows? <laughs> Act like you don't know the number. Uh, it's 28. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. I, like, <laughs> I'm just saying, compare, like, when I lived by the river, you know. In a van. Ha- no, no, no. I had a house on the river. It was super tiny. But it was the best house in the world, had though. six windows. I don't even think it had that. <laughs> I don't know. It had two. Ro- it was like a a little shanty on the river. But it was mine, damn it. And I loved it. <laughs> You loved it. That that house was awesome. Oh, I lived there. Yeah. I lived like right on the river. You Scary guys. as awesome. shit. Oh, terrifying. I had an outhouse that I never used, and I had a 
like to put my trash cans. I had to walk back in the woods nope. and put them I mean, behind people my house. Get, people get murdered out there. Yep, I lived by myself, way out there. I mean, let's face it, you're never there alone. I was there alone for a long time. Nah, I, I remember, I remember you know what, this is so fucked. I moved in on March 7th, and I'll never, ever, ever forget the first time I was there. I went to a baby shower for one of the Cincinnati Bengals' sisters. Well, I went with my friend Shannon from work. It was my first time staying at home in my new house. And after my mom and Paige left, because I got there and they were there on the porch, I went to sleep and a fucking thunderstorm came. Mm -hmm. You talk about terrified. Yeah. Like, I'm out there alone, (laughs) middle of the fucking woods. No phone reception. No reception. There was no way I could get out of there unless I drove my car. And the, my front yard is the river. I will give you this. I'm impressed because there is no way in fuck <laughs> I would ever live out there. None. I loved it. None. You my, couldn't even, you couldn't we, listen, give me this house. We can't say like the name or the address yeah. because I'm going to be talking about my landlord later. But I would have, I would still be living there no. if it wasn't for no. my landlord. Like even if you told me I will pay for all of this, you just got to say No. Oh, man. Fuck yeah. I'll be broke. It's me and my kitty cat. No. Samson. R.I.P. Samson. But so. No. But I, I don't know how we got on I don't know either. Day. I done lost it. <laughs> Where I lived out there. But um, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I totally <laughs> forgot. Uh, it doesn't anyway, matter. It doesn't matter. The, the point here is <laughs> if something like that were to happen, I would at least take a little bit. It would be a little peaceful to know that this guy... You know, oh, he did love those children. I he did treat those children and celebrate them, even in death. And that's something that I think is beautiful. However, getting to there and doing that is terrifying. It's just you don't don't do that. Like if you have the you have a need or a feel that you need to dig somebody up, just don't call somebody. Go do something. Go get a coffee. You know, go get a book and start writing in it. Like don't dig people up. No shit, it's, it's not rude. normal. <laughs> it's very rude. It's rude. What were you going to say? <clears throat> Nothing. You were like, oh. We were, I know why, I know what we were talking about. What were we talking about? 26 people and, you know, this is a decent sized house. And oh. And like, it, oh, yeah. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Look. <laughs> I was saying 26 people is a lot of people, especially if you live in a very tiny apartment. My house but, is, is but more you window. don't. My house you is more windows. Than, oh, shut the fuck up. No, I don't. My <laughs> house is more windows than space. Like twenty six people in here is a crowded ass house. Look, the most we've ever had in this house at one time. I uh, it was the girls' third birthday party. We had seventy three people in this house, and you talk about asses to elbows. I remember we because we, we were counting, and then Andy. This is before I really knew her. I guess her and Ryan made a comment like, who invites that many people to a kid's birthday party? And I was like, me? <laughs> yeah, but you said it's crammed with 73 people. I can't even begin to put 27 people in mine. Oh, I don't want 27 I live in a people shack. in my house. I was yeah. just saying for space Anyways. Like, it's a, it's a, that's a lot of people to have just laying around your house. And a lot of work to be put into to make them all like that. Like he, yeah. Look, I'm not taking up for the guy. I'm just saying that took a lot of work, and you could tell he had a big heart. But what the fuck, dude? You're starting to sympathize with. I'm not the, sympathizing with them. I'm just. You saying, also like, sympathize with Carl Panzram. 
you know. You did. I did until I didn't. And then I quickly <laughs> didn't. I was like, oh, Carl. Like, no. Yeah. I don't sympathize with... I try to get... I try to kind of understand why they did this. What kind of mental state that were they in? What was their childhood like? Like, I have all these questions about all these killers mm-hmm. and crimes because I want to know why the fuck that happened. You know, sure. your guy you did a couple weeks ago that gouged out that girl's eyeballs. Why? We'll never know. Right. But it's fun to talk about. Yeah. That's, that's why we're here. Well, good story. Yep. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I mean, the way it was a good story. You guys got to look these pictures up, though. Anatoly. Just look up Moff. You don't just look up Dead Academy podcast. And we'll fucking post them for you. Yeah. Or that. Until we get banned off Facebook. Which almost happened. Because <laughs> I'm... Oh, yeah. I'm giving... Or we're giving away... Uh, you guys know who uh, Billy is from Scream? Super sexy killer Billy? Billy Loomis. Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich, yeah. We are giving away five Billy bags <laughs> to... <laughs> the they top... sound so fancy. <laughs> Billy bags. To the top five... Review five star reviews that we get left on whatever platform you're listening from. So if you're listening to this and you want to win a Billy bag, <laughs> go leave us a five star review. Talk us up like we're the greatest thing ever. It's got to be a good review. Yeah. Like, make don't just good. say, yeah, these it... ladies are great. Well, because like, there's, there's some shit in these bags. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, make it, make us want to pick you. You want to know what all you uh, get? Uh, Tell them, Fallon. Thanks, Michelle. I sure will. (laughs) Have you ever woke up and wished that you had a billy bag? Well, look no further. Leave a five-star review for Dead Academy Podcast, and you could just probably maybe win one. Included is a handmade smudging kit with sage and a wafting feather. Uh, What did I put in here? Like an herbal (laughs) necklace and I think a mood ring. Um, You get five bonus surprises. You get a candle. You get some gemstones. You get a full-size bottle of Deadly Nightshade. You get a coffin or something. I don't think I put a coffin in it. You, you get, there's like 10 extra surprises. It's all surprises. It's all surprises. Gems. You get face masks, pore strips, all kinds of shit. Look, it's something cool for free. It's free. All you have to do is just make us sound. All you have to do is talk great about us. Yeah. You know, I love that. Since we have the Rusty Cauldron, we can make <laughs> all these cool things. Yeah. And then entice people to talk great things about us and just say, hey, we'll give you this stuff. Yeah. You just have to talk about me. Yeah. In, good, in a good way. And we give away really good stuff, too. Like the Ted Bundy box. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Oh, God. This motherfucker's <laughs> heavy. We only have one of these. Yeah we, yeah, we only have one. <laughs> we only... This, this is it. <laughs> this is it. So... I don't even know about this. Well... Allow me to elaborate. Like, I can see the fucking box. I know what's in it, but I don't know how you get it. Oh, God. It's so... So, the Bundy box... We're going to be doing Ted Bundy next. Surprise. <laughs> it's... Uh, my birthday is February 18th. So, for my birthday episode, I wanted to do my favorite killer, which is Ted Bundy. And I'll talk all about him next week. And Well, actually, I'll talk about what made him... Like, what are the details of the shit that he did? Because... People really only kind of talk about him being hot and super charming and whatever. I'll he's glamorized what, right now, right. and he's a fucking monster. And I'll tell you what made yeah. him a monster. But if you leave the best review, you know, we're going to... I forget how they were going to win this. We'll just say, leave us a, re- a review and the best one. Just 
pay attention on social media. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. We're going to let you know because <laughs> apparently she don't fucking know, <laughs> and, and I don't know anything about it. And <laughs> what's in the box? Look, this box. I'll tell you what, what's in the box. It's it's packed. Like I can't even like that breath won't fit. <laughs> there is no room in this box. It's okay. a really cool. You want this? It's box. really cool, and it's so it's all like tailor themed to the month of February and to Ted Bundy. So first of all. It's in a rose box. He had a daughter named Rose. Ah! Okay. Yeah. Uh, you get a handmade flesh cut roses candle. Made by, by the Rusty Cauldron. Hey. Um, you also get a bunch of business cards. <laughs> and you get a pair of genuine... Is it genuine or genuine? Genuine. <laughs> genuine. Sure. Uh, Ralph Lauren sunglasses that were donated that actually have the original price. I love tag how on you here. left the price tag on it. Like, yeah, <laughs> You're it. such an asshole. It's one ninety nine. Is that a four? It's either one ninety nine ninety eight or one forty four ninety eight. I don't know. They're worth a lot. But um, you're such them. an ass. <laughs> well, I, I want them to know. I'm this, is it. You. this is how much. <laughs> This is how much that was donated. My neighbor donated these. Oh my god. Um. So yeah, you move get, on. You get Ralph Lauren sunglasses. You get uh, rose petals that were dipped in soap that you can put in your bath or whatever. You get a huge chunk of amethyst crystal because it's my birthstone, and I love purple. You get a black skull, spearmint, eucalyptus, lavender, something bath or another. Charcoal black skull bath bomb. Also sold by the Rusty Cauldron. Yep. You get a good luck, love, and lust positivity gree bag. Blessed handmade. by. Blessed by the Rusty Cauldron. And uh, inspired by. Uh, blessed by the Universal Life Church. Right. And inspired by Marie Laveau. Mm -hmm. I got family from New Orleans, so I got that voodoo going on. Uh, what else? Oh, you get the a brand new <laughs> copy of Anne Rule's book. The Stranger Beside Me, the shocking inside story of serial killer Ted Bundy. And let me tell you, she goes into fucking details. Oh, yeah. She worked with him. She worked with him in, at the Suicide Prevention Hotline, and they were really good friends. And then, last but not least, you get a leather-studded, like, clutch purse. It's really cute. It's small, but it's really cute. And I thought about maybe putting something in there. But that's the Bundy box. Everything Ted Bundy-themed coming at you. Hard and fast. You're going to want to win this box. Do you want? I don't even want to give this box away. It's pretty cool. I only have one of those boxes of the roses. So, yeah, this box is super cool. Everything for the most part was handmade, so aside from the book and stuff. But yeah, those glasses, man. <laughs> and then here go the business cards, mm -hmm. and then you got to bless yeah. it. And it's got so Ted Bundy's face on the front. The stay tuned on. Social media. Should we give him some corpse cream? <gasps> corpse cream. Yes. That's perfect for Ted Bundy box. You yeah. also get a brand new uh, bottle or container a tin. tin of uh, handmade corpse cream, which is our number one selling lotion. It's it's delicious. It smells amazing. It's cruelty free and vegan. It brings the dead back <clears throat> to life. Yeah. I think I wrote like awaken the dead of this sultry. Anyways, of whatever. Pay attention online. <clears throat> I just find out how to win this. Oh, yeah, it's worth, like, I don't know. Well, the glasses are $200. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I, and the reason I don't keep the glasses is because I, I need prescription glasses and I can't use them. So it's a cool gift. It's, it's really you're cool. going to want it. I think the best review should get that. We'll figure it out. Best review. Uh, sure. That's well, a I mean, bitch in box. Best review, but it's also, I don't know. You guys want we'll it? We'll figure it out. You got to work for it. I want to hear the best review. And it's my birthday. Like, give us a five-star mm-hmm. review. We're on, we're everywhere. <laughs> Bill's tits and girls. <laughs> yeah. We're everywhere. Give you us know, a review. Yeah. Speaking of your birthday, we get, we get to do something really cool. Oh, yeah. Because I'm a... Even though she <laughs> was taking applications for a new best friend. Still am, by the way. You might as well fucking close the door on that because I'm it. <laughs> I booked uh, some time in a rage room yeah, for her did. birthday. That we get to go in. It's a dream come true. It is really. It really I mean, we get to go in and destroy everything. Yeah. And then we get to go to the bar and get drunk afterwards. Well, we get to eat first and then go yeah, to the eat. bar. And I, I'm being dared to, or not dared. Michelle said I have to do karaoke and I have to rap. Yeah. What people don't know about us is we are some pretty skilled rappers. <laughs> we really are. Like I'm, it's not even, <laughs> not even kidding. You look at us. If you've seen pictures of us, you could. Oh We God. don't look like we're rappers. Oh God. But we are. We are two of the whitest. She's a ginger for one, like covered in <laughs> freckles. Her hair is fire engine red, like natural. And but I can, like she's wearing a Jaws t-shirt and a coat and jeans and tennis shoes. But I, can I would spit never fire. right. You can spit some straight <laughs> fire. Like I'm wearing my slippers, some other slippers on top of my slippers, my sock slippers. He's like, I don't know, hippie looking bell bottom pants, a tank top that's all cut up in the back. You're wearing and a like sweater with arm pads. Arm pads. <laughs> Elbow yeah. pads on them. <laughs> it's like a striped, I don't know, cardigan Point thing. being, we can spit some fire. Oh, yeah. Straight You fire. put on some ludicrous, and I got you. And Luda, if you're listening, <laughs> hit me up. I got the Southern Fried intro fucking down. So, this weekend's going to be fun. Maybe. We mean maybe. My throat hurts. What if I'm getting strep? It doesn't fucking matter. Oh, if I'm sick, I'm not going anywhere. You're not going to go destroy things. Ugh, like I'm sick. I've been sick since December 18th, and here I am. <laughs> so, bitch, you're going. All right. But, yeah. Billy bags. Leave a review. Top five, get a billy bag. The best of the best of the best. The golden trash bag review gets the Bundy box. Like us. Share. Subscribe. Retweet. I don't know. Message <laughs> yeah, us. Hit us up. <laughs> call us. Shoot us a message. We're going to be doing... Um, you can email us at denacademypodcast <laughs> at gmail, or you can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. I just said all that. No, you said it all fucked up, though. I did say it, though. Um, Ooh. Rate. For- review. Yeah, subscribe. subscribe. There it is. The best thing you can do to help us out, just to say, like, thank you for right now, is to leave us a review. You guys have no idea. Like, that helps us out so much. And we work really hard to bring you these podcasts, even though it sounds like we threw it together last minute. I promise we didn't. Like, we work really hard on this. We are also, we <clears throat> can't say it yet, because, but we're making a commercial. Oh, fuck. We can't talk the, about it. The, we, we, well, we can't talk about it just are yet. Are talking about the thing? Yeah. Oh. Well, I already posted about it. 
Oh, but we're gonna of make a we're gonna make a commercial because um, that's what we do. If you go to westernevil.com and check out all of their clothes, they have the coolest clothes, you guys. Like, I have a pair of serial killer leggings that have just a bunch of different killer mugshots. I mean, there's like Ted Bundy, Eileen Warnos, the Zodiac, fucking David Berkowitz. There's the Mords murderers, Ian and Myra Brady. I mean, they're every everyone. H. H. Holmes. I got them for thirty bucks, and they're incredible. They have is they're like they're like super super soft. All their clothes are awesome. Definitely check it out. WesternEvil.com. Use our code Academy for twenty percent off your entire order. Yes. 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 So yeah, that that's what you're going to get this time. But we're going to come up with a kick-ass. Oh, it's going to be commercial kick-ass commercial because for that. that's what we do. Not only do we have the rusty culture, we're also we Killer have a, yard sailors. Well, we have a film production company. <laughs> we do. We also make <laughs> horror movies. I'll plug it. We haven't plugged that in like we four years. We haven't done shit with that yet, but go over to Sinister 31 Productions on Facebook and give us a like. <laughs> Maybe we'll do something else in the future. We haven't touched that motherfucker in like three years. We have a short film. We do have a short film. Like we just need to write it out. Like we've we've no, talked we've about done it. done a short we've film. Out, we've, we have one short film. But I'm talking about like the full length film that we're working on yeah. writing down. That's going to be badass. Anyways. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you thought the episode was super fucked up. What's up to Brittany Jones and Scotty from last week and all of our new listeners. We love you guys. Thank you so much. And uh, get back to work, I guess, or do whatever you were doing. Look up those pictures. Anatoly. We will post them. Quit. We'll look them up anyway, just in case something happens and they don't get through it. Look them up. See you. Later. Later.